Well, welcome to episode number four of The Lobby, where we talk and make you feel like you are in the lobby at River City Church. So, my name is Aaron. And I'm Becky. <laughs> that was like a new kind of podcast voice. That was like an enthusiastic podcast voice. That was really good. Was I good. had an idea, a brainstorm, about how we could introduce ourselves. Yeah. And I could say, he's Aaron, and you could say, she's Becky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little cheesy, even for, for the me. five listeners that we have. That would be really entertaining. <laughs> they would love us. it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So we're sitting at the table here. We are at our kitchen table, and we have our cold brew coffee. And the girls are in personal time right now, mm-hmm. so they're just kind of doing their thing. We also have our hands in our lap so that we don't tap the table, and we have napkins to put our coffee cups on so that it doesn't make a noise. They call that professional. (laughs) It's like very quasi, low-grade professional. So how are you feeling about the routine of your days these days? You know, I'm feeling pretty good. Is it feeling like Groundhog Day for you? No, actually it doesn't, which is good, I think. Because I think working three days a week still, I have like differentiation to the Mm -hmm. days. So that has been helpful. Um, You know, just going in from six until nine and... Um, yeah, so that's been good to help, help me feel like they're bro- the days are broken up or a little bit different and kind of just getting a break from the everyday by going to work, mm-hmm. I yeah. suppose. So that's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have an update. <laughs> What's Why? On what? April Fool's Day. Oh, right. Yeah, we talked about that last we time. We did talk about April okay. Fool's Day. We were kind of scrambling about mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah, we were not, you and I weren't very creative about no. that this year no so. sometimes i can only think about one thing and it wasn't even <laughs> well, one thing, well, one thing, thing. thing at a time, one thing yeah, at a time. Right. so we decided i had this um juice and it was like apple raspberry old orchard and so i hadn't opened it yet but i dumped it all into a different container and then into the juice container i put water and food coloring to make it the same color and then I added a tiny bit of juice so it would smell right. And then a little bit of apple cider vinegar to make it weird. And um, so I put that in their cups and I was super pumped about that. And then as I was making sandwiches for lunch, you know how when you buy cheese like in a prepackaged thing um, and I had gotten some at Sam's Club so it was Gouda so it had little papers in between. I made like a sticking out your tongue face on it and then I put that mm. paper in the girls' sandwiches. Yeah. I was right. pumped. I was yeah. pumped about that. I was feeling like... Because when I came home for lunch, I mean that was... Um... Yeah, I didn't know you were doing that. Oh, that was almost an April Fool's joke on you. Except I didn't do it to you, but you would have been (laughs) surprised. You would have been like, whoa. Yeah. Except then one of the girls inexplicably opened her sandwich to look at it. And then nobody could experience the paper because the rest took their paper out. And that Mm. made another one of them very sad. Yeah, there was a lot of. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of crying crying over April Fool's. And then, Mm -hmm. so I had the juice poured, and then I had it all set up how we were going to have a legitimate reason to cheers each other. Mm -hmm. But then the one who was sad was too sad to participate in the cheersing and was a little pouty. So then that one didn't get to have a sip of the gross drink as well, which made her even more sad. Yeah, that was a double whammy. Double sad. Yeah. (laughs) So... 
I was like, well, we'll figure out another way to trick you. So then we had this bag of veggie straws that was almost out. So I dumped them out and then Erin stuck it in her pillow. So when she laid down at night, it would crinkle. And so then April Fool's Day was saved. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's every April Fool's Day every time I eat a veggie straw. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, this is really something else here. Well, these we get the cheese kind. Because <laughs> I feel like that, you're like... You can close your eyes hard enough to think you're eating a Cheeto. Mm-hmm. So, and then the girls, they took our clothes. Leah took all of Aaron's hanging clothes because, like, yeah. Aaron hangs his shirts. And she took all of them and stuck them and hid them and then put her shirts where Aaron's shirts Yeah, like, were. all her hanging clothes, like, she replaced them. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So that, that was, was That was actually really creative because uh, she did all of that while we were on our Google Hangout with our small group. Yes. So that was a good timing for her. And yeah, she really got me on that one. She totally did. So literally the only thing that Leah has that fits me is her (laughs) Eleanor Roosevelt Raptor sweatshirt. Yeah. So the next morning I was just like, well, I just like wore that. Yeah. And and she thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Well, you are quite hilarious. (laughs) And then somebody shoved peanuts into our toothpaste. I didn't really appreciate that. Yeah, it was a little salty. I'm kind of a Scrooge when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> You're like, practical jokes aren't very practical, guys. <laughs> They're not practical, and they're only funny for the people who are doing them. And then there was something really questionable done to your flosser. Yeah, I I didn't know. Yeah, I took care of that ahead yeah. of time. And then, mm-hmm. what else was it? Oh, and then Maggie... I like walked right by the refrigerator that she had wrapped toilet paper around the handles and wrote April Fools on it, and then I went to make <laughs> breakfast and I was like, Boo! so <laughs> right. she, she did right. legitimately get me. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a good April Fool's Day mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was pretty average April Fool's Day for us. I think Leah had the best joke. Yeah. Um, by doing the clothes and everything, but uh-huh. so so. So uh, Dubuque in general, but America, well, America in general is like generally running on a toilet paper or other things. Now, one of the things that we discovered today, well, actually, you were the one that discovered it today. I've been low-key obsessed. So the the girls just more, kind of want to do sidewalk chalk, but we don't have sidewalk chalk. I feel really. like last summer, at the, I don't know, midway through, I was like, where's all the sidewalk chalk? Because I feel like for a while... Anytime the girls would go to a birthday party, that would be like the little gifty thing. Like, hey, here's some sidewalk chalk. Yep. Or a grandparent right. would give them sidewalk chalk. So we literally had this, you know, this small shoebox size Rubbermaid container full of sidewalk chalk. So I think I thought it was like in the Bible when the widow had um, one cup of flour left Stop. all the time. I was like, this well will never run dry of sidewalk chalk. <laughs> no. But it did. It did run dry. <laughs> um, so... I, Gracie found like three half pieces of sidewalk chalk and used those because I told her, I was like, yeah, use those. And then we didn't have any. So I've become low-key consumed with locating sidewalk chalk. You can't locate it. I think I might be getting the last container of sidewalk chalk in Dubuque. And I'll tell you my tip. You have to, I think there's like places that you don't think will have stuff. Or you don't know that they'll bring it out to your car. So Steve's Ace Hardware over by the Arboretum, where the old Fazoli's used to be. Not mm-hmm. in the Arboretum, but that was by the gas station. 
I went on there and you can do pickup and it said they had one thing of sidewalk chalk left. So allegedly I will be picking that up. They have my order. My mm-hmm. order is confirmed, but I haven't gotten my pickup notice yet. So I'm waiting just, mm-hmm. and I really hope it happens so then I can stop thinking about it. But like <laughs> even Amazon, it's like you can buy this 12 pack of Crayola sidewalk chalk for $42.99. Mm-hmm. And I was like, even I'm not that weird <laughs> about sidewalk chalk. So you think people would know where Ace Hardware is because they n- knew where Fazoli's is? Or uh-huh. was? Yep. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe this is just us. <laughs> the girls, they like Fazoli's so much. They're like, this is my favorite restaurant. And I was like, What's What's even happening? Which that reminds me, the other day, I referred to myself as the girl's culinary guide. And they were not having it. Because I was making, it was on Wednesday, and I had, we had made like those little potatoes. And I had little potatoes left, and so I was making like a breakfast hash by just like crisping up the cooked potatoes. And then I had some leftover bacon that I put in it. And then I said, girls... As your mother and your culinary guide for the egg to go with this, I would recommend like a fried egg or an egg over easy because Mm -hmm. this is maybe a little weird. But sometimes I have been known to refer to egg yolk as like God's sauce because like it just really makes things tasty. But people don't like that. Yeah. Like you. Well, it's not for theological reasons. (laughs) I just think it sounds disgusting. (laughs) It's a little weird. It's a little weird. But anyway, so I was like, girls, like, oh, and then the yolk will get it. It's going to be so delicious. So what kind of eggs do you guys want on your breakfast hash? And they were like, scrambled, scrambled, scrambled. So all three of them had scrambled eggs. And I was like, oh, some culinary guide I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know so. when... You know, when Fazoli's, um, back to Fazoli's. So, like, when Fazoli's... Sorry about distracting. No, but, like, no, but seriously, like, Fazoli's, um, yeah, the girls just really love that. So... When Fazoli's over over by Ace um, oh, shut yeah. down over there, because um, that's kind of sorta over by Hope Church, and I'm I'm friends with a few of the pastors mm-hmm. over at Hope Church, so like, um, so we I've told them that like you know if they're looking for the next site for their next campus or whatever, oh, yeah. so they can have like Hope Church Fazoli campus. Fazoli campus, <laughs> like, right? Because I'm full of great ideas like that. Wow, so, you're like these been... great ideas are free. Hey guys, <laughs> you get what you pay for, but Your these ideas, ideas are free. Yeah. But yeah, we talked about freezing gasoline last week mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so that was, we recorded that on Tuesday, then we did um, our Google Hangout with our small group. So one of the people in our small group is um, Daniger Smith, who's a chemical engineer. So we were talking about that and he's like, yeah, like you can, gasoline will freeze, but like it minus 200 he said Mm -hmm. so i think he i think he might have thought we were idiots but like we're at least funny idiots lovable (laughs) we're those lovable idiots yeah so So, now you know guys yeah can rest assured Mm -hmm. you might not be able to survive minus 200 but your gas but your gasoline (laughs) right so um so i was listening to um so i was working on the mark studies yeah today um so just writing ahead on those. And so 
I was at one part in the studies where like um, I had a prolonged period of just like kind of mindless things that I needed mm-hmm. to do with it. So I put on a podcast in the background. Yeah. So the podcast that I was listening to was my favorite podcast, which is the Zach Lowe podcast, also known as The Low Post, L-O-W-E. Oh, uh, yeah. Zach Lowe. Yep. So, um, so they were going through their MVP ballots because because oh. they were saying oh, they get the, votes. Yeah, and they're yeah, and they're probably right that the, the regular season is probably over. Okay. So you know, there's they can just talk about like their MVP ballots and all that kind of stuff and like who they're voting for. So they're kind of going through that, but at the very end, they so were. So who's t- his guest? Zach and who? Oh, I'm sorry. It was uh, he was interviewing Bill Simmons. Brother. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Weird he's brother. Not, he's not actually my brother. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But at the very end of the podcast, they were talking. I don't know why they were talking about this, but they were talking about different movies mm-hmm. um, that have really made them laugh over the years. Oh. So, so they posed the question: uh, What is? What's the movie that? you have laughed out loud the hardest in your whole life and what part and specifically what part of the movie oh okay so um so i was gonna ask you that that question so so for example so bill simmons what he said was it was it was like a naked gun movie or something like that from the 80s uh zach lowe said it was one part of the south park movie from I don't know, like the I'm a little judgy about those inappropriate <laughs> cartoons, Zach. That's fine. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think I think the way I would answer that would be, I think the hardest that I ever laughed at a movie was when I was in late high school. I saw Happy Gilmore uh-huh. in the theater with my <laughs> friends. Uh huh. And there was the Bob Barker scene on the okay. golf course. And because, like, I had grown up watching Bob, Bar- Bob Barker on The Price is Right, like, right every day in the summer because I lived on a farm pre internet. And that's just right. what you do. You just, like, watch The Price right. is Right and learn how to juggle. And you go out to the fields and you just yeah. drive you a tractor off, pick rock, and you drive tractor and watch Price is Right mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, so I didn't know that Bob Barker actually had a personality. Um, yeah, that's true. He's like just that. usually really enthusiastic about pets. Yeah, and, and like when he's rights. when Bob Barker starts swearing and stuff, it's just really it's surprising. Really funny. I yeah, I'd never laugh that hard at a movie. But there was also this huh. movie. Um, I think I think it was also late high school. Maybe this more says more about like the time period in my life. Um, uh, but there was this movie called Black Sheep. Oh, I've See, heard of that. Is that with Chris Farley and Dana Carvey? No, it wasn't Dana Carvey. It was uh, David Spade, I think it was. Oh, David Spade. That's yeah, it. because they're best known for Tommy Boy, but then they mm-hmm. also made a very similar movie called Black Sheep. Okay. And so I remember Chris Farley was rolling down a, a very steep hill, uh-huh. and he grabbed on to this <laughs> tiny, tiny little tree. Uh-huh. And, you know, so he's hanging out by a thread, and he's like, Oh, little tree, may your roots be strong, <laughs> or something like that. And then it just kind of let loose. And then I don't know. Like, oh. Yeah. So I think it was that and the Bob Barker scene. I yeah. I never laughed that hard. Oh in my gosh. In my life, so. That's really funny. Yeah. How would you answer that? 
I don't know. First of all, I basically have the sense of humor of a middle school boy when it comes to like physical comedy. Like, I think there's nothing funnier than like someone walking into a window or, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, they just fell right. or whatever. Yeah, because like there's been times like for family movie night when we'll watch a, I know, no one judge us, but like we've watched a Mr. Bean movie or something oh, like that. Oh, I love that. And like you're just losing your crap. Like, I am. I'm just like, yeah. cr- like cry laughing, and the girls are like, I don't understand England. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but this is hilarious. So that kind of stuff I think is funny. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about those like early 90s Saturday Night Live people movies, yeah. Um, that made me think about how much I like the movie The Wedding Singer with Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Right. But I don't know that that's like an LOL, but that's almost like a rom-com, which I oh, should see totally if I can record that on YouTube TV because I love Would that Would that movie. be appropriate for the girls? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't remember. This is when we need to get like See, Amish this is TV problem. streaming that they can take out the swears. Or no, something. this is no, well. This is well. They hear swearing at school, so like whatever. But like, um, then again, we don't want them swearing at each other anyway. <laughs> so true. there's that. But um, I don't know. Like, see, I think the part of the problem is that, and we've experienced this before. Like, if you remember watching the Karate Kid, yeah, and it's like oh, the Karate Kid. But then you. Then you get nostalgic and it's like, oh, I think my kids would like the Karate Kid. But then you watch the Karate Kid and it's like, there's sometimes like the language in there and just like some of the things that, some of the stuff is like, I don't remember it being this raw. Maybe attitudes about women were different in the 80s. (laughs) Those 80s people. They did not maybe respect women like they should. (laughs) Just saying, Mr. Miyagi. But, where was that when you're wax on, wax off? Yeah, Jay but there's Jay. been other movies like that where we're yeah. just like... Oh, Mighty Ducks. Hello. <laughs> there was so much language in that. Which, I mean, whatever. But it's just like, it's there's one thing about your kids hearing it at school, and then another thing when they're watching a movie, and yeah. some like, <laughs> right. you know, kid from like Edina, Minnesota, like, is dropping the f-bomb when he's playing hockey and you're like do they have f-bombs in the money no i just said f-bombs i didn't like keep a tally of the variety of swearing (laughs) why is mom making i left my uh focus on the family notepad at home (laughs) just kidding kidding i'm gonna talk about brio magazine soon and so i can give you an update on something later after i do it but no, there's no other movies that like i'm just trying to think well what do you think i mean i really like to laugh you do. I think I laugh pretty easily, but I'm trying to think of what has um, made me laugh in a movie mm-hmm. so yeah. much. Because basically, I can't stay awake for movies. So that's very true. I feel like I'm more <laughs> like about TV shows. You know, I feel like some of the cold opens in the office just like make you know the one with um, the fire. You know, that's made me laugh really, really hard. Because wasn't it sometime in the last year? You were, I was like, hey, we can watch Sweet Home Alabama together mm-hmm. or something. And then you fall asleep and it's just like, then it's just me watching Sweet Home <laughs> Alabama. It's like, this is so cool. You're like, I suppose I get some good husband points for this. 
but I don't know that I need to watch it by myself. Wow, I feel so bad that I can't think of anything. That's fine. Really funny. If you think Can of you anything. think of anything that I think is funny? <laughs> There's probably a, a lot of physical. I'll come there. back. I'll come back next time with some yeah. information. Cool. Hey, well, do you want to hit some mailbag questions? Because we've been getting some mailbag questions. Yes. Okay, let's bring All it. All right. So, uh, so first question that we received from somebody. So, uh, have you ever heard? Have you? Um, have you ever had you or your daughters take a personality test and then talk about it? So what's kind of your favorite personality test to do with that? So, Well, a while ago. I don't really have much to add with this. Oh, so. gee. I have some stuff to add. <laughs> okay. I don't know what letter or number or farm animal or whatever can be assigned to me, but sometimes I'm just like, nobody puts Becky in a box. You can't call me an F or a T or whatever they are from Myers-Briggs or like, I have no number, Enneagram, or like, I don't even know what disc you're talking about on this test. Like, I was reading this interesting article. Uh, it wasn't from, it wasn't a, I think Trevin Wax re- retweeted it or something like that, where it was, um, I think it was on Medium, where it said that... Uh, personality tests are the last socially acceptable means of receiving an identity it's like i am oh interesting blank. you know this is who i am yeah it's like um anyway it's just interesting hmm. so i think there's some gospel stuff that like gets <laughs> hidden, right hidden in there but right well yeah, I can see that. So nobody put be- puts Becky in nobody a corner. Nobody puts Becky in a corner. I thought you were going to say, he has this article about, like, all you people who have bad attitudes about getting, like, <laughs> categorized. No. So anyway, I do have that edge. Um, I did have the girls, maybe, like, five years ago, answer this, like, Myers-Briggs. Because this was, uh, I think it was right we after. Were, we were here, so it was, like, less than four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So we had them take a kid version of the Myers-Briggs. And mm-hmm. I feel like it was largely inconclusive or told us stuff that we already knew. You know, mm-hmm. how, like, Maggie is an introvert, Gracie is an extrovert, and Leah is just kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, probably. Because, sidebar, in fourth grade, <laughs> they, I don't know, she had this long-term oh sub for, like, literally the whole year. We felt so bad for him. Yeah, I mean, he was just in the weeds, which... You know, that's a struggle. So <laughs> he had the kids talk about whether they were introverts or extroverts. And basically... Which is a good question to ask. It is a know. good question. Yeah. And basically all the kids who were like naughty shouter-outers in class, they were like, we're extroverts. And if you were like well-behaved, they were like, you're introverts. And I was like, I can't even... Yeah, so Leah was like, I- I'm an introvert because that's what they said I am. I was just like, I think you're just make good decisions at school yeah like, yeah, yeah. I, like, <laughs> like don't let the fourth graders like, i was i was like this is a girl who is reading her book like on a kitchen chair in the middle of the kitchen so she can talk to us about it yeah. i was like i don't know that i'm gonna say you're like yeah hugely introverted but um i think that's been helpful for us in terms of like re- the girls recharging particularly maggie like we've talked to her about that for a few years about how like Sometimes you just run out of energy at school and it's okay like to come home and go in your room. It's not a consequence. You can just go and read and that will help you feel recharged and have more energy. So that's been like helpful for us in terms of parenting with that kind of thing. Um, I also think 
there's some like detailed big picture stuff we've noticed with the girls in terms of how they imaginatively play you know some people want to have uh, like an outline for playing <laughs> and others just kind of go with the flow so I think having an awareness of those kinds yeah. of things is helpful well, with even, how to direct them well even last week during world lockdown I mean like they were doing some kind of like setting up something downstairs that's yeah. like um play or something that they were doing together but one of our daughters was just well leah so she was just like leah and gracie were just having this like argument about like well how do we basically how do we go about planning this Mm -hmm. so leah was like you need to have everything down planned right and then we do it because obviously that's the only way to do it and gracie was like well, I mean, because Gracie's, they're both creative, but they're mm-hmm. just kind of creative in their own kind of ways. Yeah. So Gracie's just like, well, how about we just kind of like, kind of set it up and just build it as, and be creative as we go along and things mm-hmm. like that. And um, yeah, so I mean, it was, but I just kind of explained like how like, oh, there's a different, different philosophy here of like going up. Right. Know, like neither whatever. of your ideas are wrong. Right. And neither of them are right. Maybe the manner with which you're communicating (laughs) (laughs) um, that kind of thing. I think the thing that I've found to be the truest about the girls is birth order stuff. Right. Um, And I think for us, because they're close enough together in age that it doesn't reset and they're all girls, so nothing resets because there's a brother thrown in there. I mean, it is like that guy walked around with a clipboard and just recorded their daily activities. And then wrote a book about it. (laughs) Seriously, because, I mean, you know, Leah likes rules. She likes expectations. She likes knowing um, what's going to happen next. Yeah, Very concrete. Yeah, like all kids are concrete, but she's pretty concrete. Those firstborns. um, Says the firstborn. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, just like standards, has standards for everybody else. For herself mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. am i doing it right am i doing it right am i doing it right and it's just like eh, i'm not gonna answer that question you just right. like, mm. and then you gracie know. is like the freest of free spirits yep. you know and and maggie is just such a peacemaker and knows how to get along with the oldest and the youngest you know so there's just so many ways i think that we've seen that probably play out to be the most i don't know i don't know that concrete is mm-hmm. the right word but the most true to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's that's an interesting thing. And I think, too, that whatever your personality test is that you're doing, whether it's, like, the Enneagram, which I know enough about to know what people are talking about. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say I'm even dangerous about it, but I can no. follow I think, conversations yeah. with it. Um, and then Myers-Briggs, and then the we were at this conference, and they were doing, like, the DISC, D-I-S-C, mm-hmm. or whatever, I was like, I don't know, whatever. But um, <laughs> I think, like, you know how in the 80s when they had um, projectors and you'd put, like, the little projector clear oh, paper transparency. transparencies? And sometimes I feel like there's just, like, you could write down the Enneagram and then you could put a transparency of the Myers-Briggs over it and you would find a lot of consistency, you know, with certain types of people you know, there would be a lot of overlap in the Venn diagram. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd be willing to guess that a lot of sevens are extroverts, and I could be wrong, but, you know, like that kind of stuff. Or, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, whatever. But I do think that there's probably a lot of overlap. But I do think the thing that's probably been the most helpful for us in terms of, like, personality typing is 
and it's not really even personality typing, but I do think even though it's like we talk about it all the time, but the source idol thing mm -hmm. to me, because I know there are some, you know, the Enneagram talks about your motivations and, um, you know, Myers-Briggs kind of talks about like how you act or what you do, where, um, you know, so those things are really good and helpful. But I do think like seeing like what our, what the source is of our actions and stuff is super helpful and we've you know kind of let that dictate some of the way that we talk to the girls about like what they're doing and why they're doing it mm -hmm. um and yeah. that kind of thing so that's been helpful mm -hmm. yeah and i do think there's probably you know uh fitting with the transparency over the birth order you know <laughs> oldest controlled middle uh approval youngest comfort <laughs> like there's an yeah. edge you know what i mean right. that i'm guessing would be fairly consistent mm -hmm. among those kind of things yeah. so yeah and do you have any thoughts about that no i think i pretty much covers it but mm -hmm. all right next question on the mailbag so any specific uh bible books or chapters that are helpful to read at this time do you have any thoughts about that yeah mm -hmm. um you know i do think that there are sometimes like passages in the Bible that are good to come back to or things just to keep fresh in your mind about, you know, timeless truths about God and what that says about our circumstances. Um, and the first one that comes to mind for me is Philippians 4, specifically 4 through 20. You can read the other verses around that too, because I'm not the boss of you. You can read all of it. But I think just the themes of rejoicing, finding something to rejoice in in our circumstances, not being anxious, but praying and having God's peace. And then I think too, <laughs> and maybe this is because of, you know, growing up in youth group or in church, but Philippians 4, 8, where it talks about, you know, what you're thinking of and what you're setting your mind on, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, etc. I think growing up, I was like, oh, that's the grid through which I should look at movies mm -hmm. and media. And while that's true, that's not like the only application for it. So I think yeah. just being mindful of where our heart, where our mind and heart um, are dwelling. And then, I, then also where it goes on to talk about contentment um, and everybody's favorite like you know, sports person talks about like Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which sidebar, there was a, there was a counselor when we worked at Timberley. <laughs> that was the Hopefully only, she's not listening. To she's this. not listening. <laughs> she, she did her devotions with her campers on Philippians 4.13 literally every night. And you're like, okay, the there's, summer. yeah, it's like, there's, that's great, but there's more. But I think when we're looking at the direct context in that, that's speaking to contentment. Um, and obviously there's a broader application of it, but God can, we can be content because God strengthens us and able to do that. So I think those things are, um, that's something that's good to dwell on. I also think too in Matthew 6, 25 through 34, when it's talking about worry, because I think it's really easy to worry about things right now. Um, but I was looking, I was looking out the window, like while I was doing dishes, I wasn't just staring out the window. Cause you're doing the dishes. Like rinsing them. I was like, I wasn't like washing, washing dishes, them. Washing dishes is the one thing that I'm able what? to do in this house. <laughs> anyway, I, mean, I think it was, sorry. You know what? I was probably washing my hands for the millionth time. Um, anyway, but I was looking at the windows and I saw, out the window and I saw the birds doing bird stuff and I was just thinking to myself, the birds don't know. 
The birds don't know that it is world lockdown. They don't. They're the just birds, like, they're like the Amish. They don't know they what's do, going on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, they are. They're just doing their bird thing. And um, so then that made me think of that in Matthew where, um, and I think this is particularly appropriate because it's springtime and we're seeing birds and we're seeing flowers grow and trees bud and just how it talks about worry and just think, you know, God's taking care of these birds who are like eating stuff in our yard or trying to well they're trying to build nests in our garage if i would leave the garage door open but i'm gonna outsmart Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. um but yeah just talking about like just the things that we see in nature as we have spring coming um but just not worrying and just being reminded by what we can see outside our window that um Mm -hmm. god is going to care for us and he's going to provide for us Mm -hmm. so what about you no i think those those are no those are really great things that you said no, that really sums it up well. I mean, I feel, I always feel like I really kind of suck when it comes to answering those questions like this, because like I I don't I wouldn't say that I'm a plotter. Like I've known people who have like plotting kind of personalities as they go through life and everything. I'm not like that. Right. But I feel like when it comes to um, like some stuff with like reading the Bible or just like spiritual input and things like that, um, you know, because there's sometimes it's like, man, like God, like I need my daily bread like for this right here, and like right. there's. But, you know, but like when it comes to like reading my Bible, it's just like, well, I mean, like I'm going through Luke right now and I was doing that before there was a global pandemic and I'm doing that now too, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yes, I don't feel like I have really great insight with that. Like, I do think that, um, so I'm not a big devotional book kind of person, but like there's, uh, so Tim Keller has this physically small and very, um, one on song, a devotional book on Psalms called the called the Songs of Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's it's literally like one page per day, and it just goes through a Psalm, and um, you know, there's application and just like things to pray about. So, um, I like I really like that. Yeah, you know, I've that made Psalms way more accessible for me. Yeah, um, just um, not just as a pastor, but just as a Christian, <laughs> you right. know, just like. Um, yeah, so, but that's called the Songs of Jesus. We can put that in the show notes. So, right. But, no, that's good. Yeah. So what do we have uh, going on this weekend, Aaron? This weekend, I I don't know what do we. I'm well, painting you're painting my, cabinets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to get that a lot done. Yeah, I think the girls and I might make some soft pretzel bites. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I know it's from Mel, so it's gonna be good. Also, I think we might go on another Sunday drive. Whoa. I have an idea of where to go because it's where? good to have a destination. Balltown, Iowa. Oh, that's where uh, the... Bright Box Bright restaurant Boxes. is. We're not going to go to the restaurant. Well, we can talk... Well, if we do go there, we can... On the next podcast, we can talk about like the random Netflix documentary that we yeah. watched. Oh, get years, yourself on the edge of your years. seats. <laughs> yeah, that'll really be really real in the view. Listeners. Make sure you check back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but there was a Netflix documentary about this supper club in Balltown. Mm-hmm. And I remember we watched it and we were like, where is that? And we Googled it and it was north of Dubuque. Yeah, so and it made me feel went... kind of famous to go to it, to I be know. honest. But, yeah. So. Um, so I think we have that. Leah and I are going to lift weights. Oh. So oh. 
This I'm just bringing it full circle to focus on the family because Gosh. Leah gets Brio, which I got Brio. I got the first ever Brio BT dubs. Too bad I didn't keep it in like a freezer Ziploc because that would be worth some cash right now. But um, so Brio she, is far. Like I've read issues of Brio with of Leah's. I'm so glad you, you know. admitted that. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I no, just want to hear, I want to see what You should know what she's consuming, yeah. So, uh, oh man, I did try reading one of her, um, gosh, what was Babysitter's that? Club. Babysitter's Club. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm really going to enter in with, like, what my daughter's like, reading. I need to know about Yeah, Marianne. so it's like, I was, yeah. I started reading a Babysitter's Club book, and I got, like, 30 pages in, I was like, ah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but I was reading Brio, and, like, I've read, I've read some issues of Brio, and, like, it's way less lame than I thought it would be. I thought yeah. it would just be, like... You just don't drink or swear and make sure you marry somebody who doesn't do that either and you're good. Right. Like I like yeah. it's actually it's, it's actually really good. Yeah. And it's visually super appealing, you know, and they have really I don't know, mm-hmm. they have a lot of good stuff in there. So anyway, they have this weightlifting workout that you can mm-hmm. do with like hand weights, which we have, so yeah. I don't even need to go to the store because then I wouldn't be able to do it. But um so I really like that Brio, it's not like, get beach ready, girls. It's like, <laughs> hey, grow stronger in four weeks. So Leah and I are going to be doing some weightlifting. So I'm going to report back because that's probably going to be hilarious. Because <laughs> uh, we'll probably just wear our regular clothes and wear Birkenstocks. Because <laughs> I'm so not hardcore. But I'm like I'm on team. Lift those little little baby weights. So Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, yeah. All right, fun times in the Morrow House. <laughs> All right, hope you're doing well, and thanks for listening to The Lobby. Bye.